From the All-Ireland Business Foundation, this is Elaine Carl bringing you AIBF Business Talk. AIBF is an independent national body tasked with enterprise development and the promotion of best-in-class businesses as business all-stars. Today, I catch up with Paul Mulhall of Greyhound Recycling, who are committed to recycling and constantly innovating and educating to reduce the amount of waste that goes to landfill and they employ over 200 people at their Craig Avenue facility. All of their profits are reinvested to facilitate the growth of the company. Thank you so much for joining me today on AIBF Business Talk, Paul. Paul, you know, with regard to waste and waste management and all that, at Greyhound Recycling, I hear you're doing great things, but it all had to start somewhere. Tell us about how it all started and how long you're in business and, and where you're at today. Yeah, it, it's funny, Elaine. We uh, I was actually only talking to a guy last week about this. So um, over 40 years, um, started out with one truck and one skip and um, set up by the Buckley family who are still involved today. Um, you know, the, the, the fleet of vehicles is after growing to 40 or 50 um, since then. So from uh, <laughs> the days of pay phones and uh, landlines, uh, everybody's working remotely, as you can see in my shed. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Really from humble beginnings so to start out back 40 years ago. So, you, you know, you've been through recessions, you've been through tough times and hard times, but that yeah. growth and expansion is admirable. And what areas do you serve, Paul? We collect, uh, we have a couple of divisions in our business. So we have a commercial division that would have um, national contracts, uh, quite large contracts. Um, and we have a domestic division which uh, collects in uh, Dublin and the greater Dublin area. Mm -hmm. Very good, very good. And Justin, with regard to then your customers, as I said, you're serving the business and the commercial side and also your regular household consumer like me or, you know, anybody <laughs> else living at home. But I'm guessing that, look, that maybe the business of, of waste and recycling has and the whole process has literally transitioned numerous times over the last 40 years. Would you care to share with our listeners, Paul, maybe a bit of that journey um, yeah. and where kind of, I suppose, waste management and recycling is at today? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, as we all know, you know, years ago, the, the, the bin man would collect your bin and everything went into one truck. Uh, now everyone has three or four bins in some cases and everything is segregated and brought back to our facility um, for further segregation and processing. So, you know, we're, we're at a stage now where over 99% um, of what we collect is, is diverted from landfill, which is great. So obviously, everything used to just go to, to landfill um, mm -hmm. we know the issues there with it, all the gases and, and, and the harmful effect it has on the environment so it, by, by people at home and, and in businesses splitting out their waste and, and doing their, their bit we can do a small bit more and it has great advantages for everybody Right, so that's very interesting so about 99% of everything you collect goes for landfill it's diverted from it's diverted from yeah, landfill yeah yeah, yeah. yeah no it's, it's, it's taken away from landfill yeah, that's yeah. unbelievable so only one percent of what you collect you know goes down to the traditional dump i suppose that, that we think of so therefore yeah. what happens at other 99 percent so uh, the, the the general waste which would be the black bin in dublin and um, mm -hmm. it, it can be processed into a, a fossil fuel replacement um, mm -hmm. and and it has a true our kind of patented you know technologies that we use we're able to extract um say if people put the wrong thing in the bin we can take some of that out and um, right. which allows us to turn the the black bin material into a fuel 
and um, which can be used for uh, electricity generation and and um, some uh, kind of processing plants like cement plants would burn coal mm-hmm. and they can right. take, take the fuel off us so it has advantages that way as well oh my god like there's a whole other side isn't there to, yeah, the, whole, to the process you know what i mean that maybe the ordinary person i want to like myself can be maybe ignorant you know from so therefore so that that's one side of it yeah. and just in with regard to recyclables and everything because when i think of recycling and all of that i just think of you know there's so much into knowing what actually can go in each bin and what can't and one thing i know that really i won't say wrecks my head but you know is having to segregate out say, the glass jars and glass yeah. containers yeah. and to go to the local you know recycling bank and to physically put them in because they're not allowed yeah. in the bins but i hear you're different at greyhounds we recently launched um a blue bin um and it's a first for dublin um it's a, a, a bin collection for only glass um it's uh, and, and it's in it's in about half it's about half a Dublin now that we collect for for the glass bin. So it, we surveyed uh, tens of thousands of customers, and and um, it, 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 you know by far the biggest response we got was a glass collection. So it, as a knock on from COVID, I guess, and um, mm-hmm. they were they were finding that the bottle banks um, were were full. Um, so it was a, a guessing game, you know, do we yeah. go down today? Do we go down tomorrow? And some other feedback we got then was from. Um, some people mm-hmm. who don't who, who don't drive. So if they don't drive, they have to carry big boxes and bags of glass to their bottle bank. Might, might not be beside them. So um, yeah, it, it's it's hard to be received very well in the areas and, and obviously looking to roll. And if it's like me, nine times out of ten, those bottle banks are full and overflowing, which kind yeah. of adds you know compounds the problem. So that that's very interesting. So there's a lot of innovation going on. Is there anything else innovative that you're doing? Yeah, so last last year during COVID, we, we had a very small launch uh, where we started to give customers back um, bags of compost. So a, a lot of people don't know, you know, some people just separate the waste because that's what they think they have to do. So mm-hmm. we wanted to try and educate people as to what happens uh, when we right. So we process the, the brown bin, which is the organic um, waste. So your garden. The smaller food, one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And um we can process that into a, a really, really good compost. So it's obviously peat free and it has a lot of uh, environmental benefits. So what we've done in, in a few areas and we actually today we're starting to do it again for this summer. Um, oh, we're giving small sample bags of compost back to customers on the brown bin. So it says on the bag, what was in this bin is now in this bag. So it's a nice touch, you know, that they can see um, that they but you know what it is? is it's it's so educational as well because often people do because they maybe think it's the right thing to do but they might necessarily know the why behind it and yeah. i know myself that if i received that you know i know it would be the kids would embrace it and yeah. and it kind of it transcribes all generations as well you know the meaning of what potentially putting your you know food waste or whatever in this bin and it will come past back down and this is potentially you know what, what it can make yeah yeah and we've done a couple of trials, uh, Elaine, where we've given it to some uh, gardeners, you know, who mm-hmm. people who who know a bit more about it than us, and um, <laughs> it's 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 got great feedback. And um, what we've done as well for a, an event uh, a couple of weeks just before the um, AIBF um, event, we done up a garden skip. So we we used our own compost and planted um, plants in the skip. So. If we go to an event, we can bring this give a nice community event, mm. and it's it's a great talking point then for all the kids and, and parents around. You know what those um, summer summer type events, cleanups, tidy towns, and sports. Very events. good. 
Yeah, and it's all about being seen as well, isn't it? And once you can get good those opportunities like that to to really educate people. I know that my own kids are the, are the best in the world. They're so much more learned when it comes to this can be recycled and that type of plastic yeah. and this. So again, it's making sure everybody in the household I think is singing off the same hymn sheet. But I'm guessing um you know, the last couple of years were probably maybe challenging, but you were obviously one of those services that, you know, kept going and had to keep going. You know, have you had any kind of, I suppose, you know, great learnings over the last couple of years, Paul? Yeah, so <clears throat> what was interesting, and, and obviously during uh, COVID, it was a stressful time for everybody, but waste management and waste collection was a, a designated service um, from the government. So we obviously had to continue. So, um I, I'd say it, it was easy, but it was it was far from from easy. So our, our office staff um, had to completely um, go remote. Um, our drivers, you know, everyone used to come in at half five, start collecting for six a.m. We had to stagger that time to make sure, mm-hmm. um, you know, there was no mixing of collection teams and stuff like that. So it it, it was tough, and um, with everybody being at home, what we saw was uh, obviously increased usage. So. The, the trucks were busier, the teams uh-huh. on the roads were busier, the, the people in the plant were busier and um, processing all the waste. And um, yeah, it was it, it was an interesting time. Uh, yeah, so I'm guessing I'm guessing that the household can, you know, went up huge. Maybe the commercial, the business side maybe went down a little bit, but still you've got that increased volume. I've seen it from my own yeah. experience, you know, and everything. What would you say looking back, say, on the last 40 years, Paul, would it be maybe one of the, the biggest... I wouldn't say wins, but one of the biggest progressions within the company. It, it, it's an interesting one. And there's obviously been a lot of things. We'd, we'd be, for our industry, we would be kind of early adopters on technology. So we have apps and, and nice reports and a data science team. And a lot of interesting information can be gathered and, and shared with customers, especially on a commercial side. Um, but what was interesting for me, especially in the role that I'm in, in, in digital marketing, we were pre- predominantly focused on bin collections for our households but a couple of years ago it must be three 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 years ago now we started to sell um skips uh, to household customers and mm-hmm. we we saw i guess you could say a boom um during covid so people were locked down with nothing to do so they um, out the garage, out the yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that, that that was a good win um for me um professionally and it was interesting to see the response from people um and it was a good it was good that we were able to kind of pivot the commercial guys into the domestic side especially when they weren't busy um during mm-hmm. the lockdown so and how was staffing been for you from a labor perspective um it can be tricky uh, you know, drivers especially are in huge demand now. We hear about it from a lot of industries, and so it can be tricky to get drivers. Um, on on the other side, you know, office staff we've we've had a few issues as well. Um, there's a lot of people applying for a lot of jobs, and and if you're not quick enough to uh, to make them an offer, they're they're gone. You know, so that's mm-hmm. happened that's happened a few times. But um, luckily, we've made a couple of good hires uh, during COVID, and uh, we've a couple of new people starting in the next few weeks as well which is very exciting 
and with that with that broader opportunity you mentioned something there paul which really fascinated me was the use of technology to gather information especially in the commercial side would you just mind just kind of maybe explaining that a little bit more because i know there's going to be a lot of listeners on here today who are you know very environmentally friendly and environmentally aware and astute and we all want to be doing our part but especially if we are running a business and there is wastage and mm-hmm. and that so yeah I'd, i'd love to hear some more on that so what what our commercial team would do um we can offer waste audits um to businesses so we can come in and do a full audit and, and make suggestions on on what might help um it could be a better uh, piece of equipment um the specific bin for a specific waste stream so if a business can you know put cardboard or wood or or metals into a special bin and we can collect it cheaper and process it cheaper and so the savings then are are there for the for the business um right. as as part of that then a, a lot of businesses now like to have the information on hand for their environmental mm-hmm. team and it, we we can build out kind of uh, reports and um, so the business can see if they have multiple sites what site is performing better and um, overall how well they're performing what percentage of their waste is black brown green metal etc and um, mm-hmm. re- really really interesting stuff so we would go for a lot of uh, tenders um for for uh, kind of government um contracts and we can we can offer that service which is a, a little differentiator compared to other companies very good yes you've got your fingers in lots of pies inside and just with regard then to you know there, there are a lot of other competitors in the marketplace i know myself i get several different offerings in the do- in the door um, but obviously you're doing something right because your customer retention rate is very high mm. yeah yeah so we we have a customer loyalty team um and and the guys are very proactive on the phones uh through our email communications or social media channels and like even we have a new app and um, that was launched a couple of months ago so it, it's just to make that kind of user experience as easy as possible um obviously try to keep costs down for for people as much as possible as well um especially nowadays and i i think by looking at ourselves as more than just a waste company so we look at ourselves in the more of the utility market so um we wouldn't just benchmark ourselves in a kind of niche waste management business we look outside our business and make sure we're performing well very good and i think you know based on that then it's no wonder that you've recently been acknowledged in crow park you know with your five in a row business all-star that is a fantastic achievement for yourself and for all of the team at greyhound recycling what yeah. what does this mean to yourselves paul it's it's a it's a great achievement Elaine um especially I know I've said it a few times is that um we're always so focused on looking ahead and 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 it came up it was one of the first slides on the day um about Steve Jobs um you have to look back to to look forward and um, to join the dots that I'll take um, the credit for that one <laughs> so yeah <laughs> at least you know I was uh, I was paying attention <laughs> that's it <laughs> and, uh, brownie it, points it, yeah no it's it's very it's very true so I I think uh, when we first linked up with, with with the with the all-stars and we started to kind of you know audit ourselves and look back you go geez we've done a lot or that was a good one you know and uh, quite a lot of businesses i think just keep on moving forward and, and never take any time to reflect on, on the good stuff you know Mm-hmm. And give yourself that time to take stock as well. There's great learnings in it because we can always, as you said, be looking externally and what's other people doing and what's going on. Yeah. But sometimes pausing and looking internally to acknowledge your achievements is something that maybe might be down in our list of priorities. Yeah. But actually, when you get that sense of achievement and the feeling as to how much you actually have achieved, 
not only as a business but as a team you know and, and on various projects that can spur you on and drive you on to achieve even more yeah yeah well that's the, the hunger is still there um good, so good life to hear it when we went back to the office with the with the jersey it was like right now what are we going to do to get the next one you know so <laughs> Very good. <laughs> aim, aim higher, aim higher. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Very good. So, Paul, look, there's been some great insights there. What I really would like to know is that what has been the biggest learning for Greyhound as a business over the last four decades? It's a good question. Um, I would say um, customer centricity has to be up there. Um, you know, without your customers, you're not going to survive. Um, we've obviously survived for more than 40 years. So it, having that focus and always having the customer in, you know, on your mind, what I guess, you know, sometimes you might go, oh, that's a good idea. And and then if you take a step back and you say, but does anybody want it? Would it benefit anybody? Um, so we'd always look at things from the customer point of view to make sure, you know, it's what they want, it's what they need. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and not just for, you know, for something that we think is a great idea on the no, absolutely. So, you know, as I said, it's no wonder you're a five-year business also, but having your customer at heart like that so much. And I know that here at the, the All-Ireland Business Foundation, we were highly impressed the first time that we rang up and we heard, you know, on your answering machine, you know, welcome to Greyhound Recycling, the All-Star Waste Management Company. Yeah. And that just shows the ethos and the high value and the, how you hold trust at the core of all your relationships as well, you know, with your customers, um, yeah. especially in a business where price point can be a big thing and just showing that extra level of service. But look, Paul, I'd like to just maybe lift the bonnet a little bit and get to know the man behind Paul Mulhall a little bit. I'm just going to, for the fun of it, I'm just going to throw you out a few quick fire questions. Don't think too long and hard about them. Just give us the first thing, you know, that comes into your mind, right? Yeah. What did you want to be when you were growing up? To be honest, I only said this yesterday to to one of my colleagues. I always wanted to work in Aer Lingus. Um, Really? And it could it could have been anything. It was just the the you know the uniform, the logo. Um, it's a real kind of recognised brand, even out you know outside Ireland. It's like oh, that's Aer Lingus. Yeah, so it's the recognition, the recognition of the brand. Well, I think you've got that now in Greyhound Recycling, yeah. so you're 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 up there on it. Tell us something that you know most people wouldn't know about you. Oh Jesus. Um, Janie Mac. I don't know. I think I'm an open book, Elaine. I don't think I have many secrets. Yeah, that's good. That's good to know. So what would be your most valued possession? Now, it can't be a person, so it can't have a heartbeat. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, one, one, it's, it's going to sound a bit funny, but I haven't got it yet. Um, <laughs> so I am getting married in October. All right. Well, congratulations. My, thank you. And my dad, who is still alive, he gave me his wedding ring, so I'm getting it melted down, um, and it's been um, included in in the, the wedding ring that I'm getting. Oh, brilliant! That's fantastic. That's that that'll be something really treasured, and me have a lot of meaning to it as well. Yeah. So well done to you on that. So tell me, you know, tell us what if, if you were to look back, right, and have a chat with your you know twenty odd year old self, what advice would you share? Um. Yeah, that's a good one. I suppose I, 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 I would probably tell myself, like I, I was in, I was in college quite young, um, and not saying that it's, 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 you know, it's not a bad thing. Um, I was seventeen when I started college. Um, mm-hmm. I was probably, I was probably a bit too young. Um, the first time I went to college, obviously finished it and, and was grand, but I went back to college um, four years ago, and um, 
I think I had a much better focus and, and much better drive um, and uh, probably an understanding of what I wanted to do. So mm-hmm. it, it would probably be not to rush, um, not to rush into college, but uh, now I, I, college is great. Like I love college, but, um, mm-hmm. you know, maybe take a, a year out and figure out what you'd actually like to do, maybe get some work experience. Um, yeah. And there's great advice in that because a lot of other countries, their education model maybe is around that, like in Germany, in that typically your students would take a year out before they go into university. And, yeah. and it is, and I agree with you, Paul, it's very difficult to actually know where you want to be as a 17, 18, 19 year old, you know, yeah, and making, making those choices. Now tell us, Paul, if you were to have a dinner party and if you could invite any four people, who would you bring? Who would I bring? It'd probably be all sports people. Um, I follow Liverpool, so I'd probably bring Steven Gerrard. Stuff. Big fan of rugby, so I I think I'd probably bring uh, Ronan O'Gara. Um, mm-hmm. interesting, interesting guy. Um, probably a bit controversial, I should have said. John. <laughs> um Actors, I guess you'd probably have to bring an actor, maybe, uh, maybe Ryan Reynolds, funny guy. Yeah, you'd ha- you'd definitely have a, go- a hell of a hoolie anyway. I yeah, think with that yeah. line, with that yeah. lineup, and the space for anybody else, I'd love to be involved. You know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so listen, Paul, it's been an absolute pleasure chatting with you this afternoon, learning more about the great work you're doing at at Greyhound Reciting, but very importantly, learning about as was innovations number one in the technology side and, and how that is helping, and and as was informing your customers as to where they how they're doing and where they can do better potentially. But those insights are invaluable. And secondly, then. You know, to the whole recycling side of things, you know, the like the recycling of glass and all of that. Mm-hmm. So they're they're really great um, forward thinking, should we say, um, examples of the work that you're doing. So congratulations to yourselves and to all of the team at Greyhound Recycling. It was fantastic to see you accept your five in a row jersey in Crow Park yeah. last week. And I look forward to making that six in a row, hopefully next year. Brilliant. Thanks for joining me, Paul. Thanks, Elaine. Thank you for listening to AIBF Business Talk today. I really do hope you enjoyed listening in. To find out more about the All-Ireland Business Foundation and the work that we do, especially the Business All-Stars program, just go to www.aibf.ie. Remember, never put off until tomorrow what you can do today. Until next time, from your host, Elaine Carroll, goodbye.